This is Jen. You know what? I think Al over there. Look, look at it. Just look at him with his microphone. <laughs> look at uh, him. Just struggling. God. Who, who, put, who, put, who put my microphone on mute? Man, man. ain't nobody put you on mute, man. <laughs> you you the one over. Y'all, y'all. Let me tell y'all, behind the scenes, Al has been tripping all day. Like, he's just been tripping. You need to take you at, like, this Musa moment. This. Oh, we'll hey man, I hey. haven't done this in a long time, but for that intro right there, Al. You need to give it to whoever did it, cause y'all, I had my mic. Hey, listen, I feel like okay. Do we? Do he know he's not being heard? I'm sorry. Hey, just saying, right. sir. That's all ridiculous. Right. That's all right. We're gonna move forward. We will. We're gonna move forward, man. We're going to move forward. Anyway, great weekend for those who had a great weekend. Um, the Battle of the Bands is occurring as I speak right now and down in uh, Jackson, Mississippi. So hope those people are having a good time down there in the Jack at the Battle of the Bands. Hey, shout out to Southside. I know he's down there doing his thing with uh, DJ T. Lewis and uh, our man uh, uh, for DJ Finesse. Couple more people mm-hmm. out there in the Jack Town area, man. Do your thing, thing, thing. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So, Jen, what you do this weekend, man? Well, actually, you know, I checked out the game. It was a good weekend. You know, all our, you know, men around me are happy. Georgia won, Alabama won. You know, so it was a good weekend. How? Okay, Alabama won. So that, so technically, are you a Alabama fan? Or are you just an Alabama go along with whoever else is a fan type fan? I'm an Alabama fan because you know that I like them. Know that they're the elephants because like my my high school was an elephant too. So like you know elephants, elephants, you know really? roll tide. Really? Yeah. Fresh. So I, like I'm with them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay. Matter of fact, speaking of sports, man, to all our people out there listening, man, make sure you tune in. Coming soon. I know we've been talking about it for a while, but the Middleman Talk Show will be coming to you real soon. Our man Al is very excited about this development. It's going down. If you're a sports head, make sure you tune in and talk to us on Middleman Sports Talk. So yeah, down. and the the sports this weekend were a good, you know. Uh, I guess break from everything that's going on in the government. I don't know if everybody's yep. been paying attention, but you yep. know it's very scary. I have lots of friends that work, you know, for the government. You know, 
the federal government and they're scared about their jobs. You know, are they going to have a job come Tuesday? Is the government going to shut down? But, you know, to all the people out there, since before my time, before your time, for everyone's time, they've been saying that they're going to shut down. The government's not going to shut down. They'll come to a resolution before Tuesday, hopefully. Yeah, they have to because they that's how they make their money, They extra money, if I would say that. So you got to, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's not going to get to that point. I mean, I think we had uh, one like two years ago. Like a scare two yeah. years ago was going to do it two years ago, so um, you know it didn't happen then. You know I'm pretty sure you know the the, the House of Representatives will be able to come to an agreement. Time still tonight or tomorrow. Well, they still got a long way to go, man. I mean, a lot of those representatives that we have, uh, especially the one that was formerly from Canada, I think he's setting himself up to try to run for president. If I'm not mistaken, that's scary. Hmm. Yeah, well. and a lot of people don't know. Like, a lot of people don't know. We're going to do a show, you guys, about Obamacare and kind of explain it. Because I think a lot of people are confused. Uh, I know a lot of people in their jobs right now are having open enrollment. A lot of their jobs are changing, mm-hmm. you know, their health care plans, yep. increasing it. I yep. know I got a big increase um, in my health care plan. And, you know, a lot of pe- uh, jobs where people are blaming it on Obama and saying it's awful. I think we need to explain what it is and how... You know, it was not his fault. It's the corporation's fault and your senators and, and representatives and how they, this cost is, is passed on to you because of, of corporate greed. And I think a lot of explanation needs to go in there. And a lot of states need to step up. A lot of corporations need to step up and, um, you know, take care of their employees. And shout out to California who raised the minimum wage to $10 per hour hmm. this week. That's good. Yeah, Yeah, I, wear, I, wear, I wear 
I wear Stacey Adams, Kim Cole, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Michael Cole. down with the Kenneth Cole. Oh, something like, like that. Stacey oh, Adams yeah. are expensive. You know, that's no, expensive. No, it depends on the store you shop at, too. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, of course, I get all my clothes from Delk anyway. But, uh, oh, my shoes ain't costing $2,500. Not. That's and then I don't get the whole thing. I don't get the whole thing with all, like, with 10,000 purses in your clothes. Oh. Like, dude, now with five or, or or ten different wallets in a drawer. Because you have different purses for different seasons. You have purses for, you know, uh, different outfits. You have purses Black for and different brown. occasions. Black and brown go with everything, and then you can no, white No, no, no. And next time you with your girl and you ask her to put something in her pocketbook to hold for you, I want you to remember that you will replay this conversation in your head. Well, well the only thing, the only thing that I'm going to say is we go to the movies or something like that, you know what I'm saying, like we need to stick some popcorn. <laughs> yeah. You can't put <laughs> your greasy popcorn in my pocketbook. Why not? The po- the pocketbook smelling like popcorn, grease stains, just awful for days. No, no, I mean, no. Person, All right. All right. Hey, we got um, hey, to let, let everybody know what we're talking about today, man. We appreciate everybody out there in the Internet land, everybody that's out there listening on the phones, everybody that's on the web chat, man. We got a nice couple amount of guests that already popped in on the web chat over there. If you want to go to our web chat, go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash the middleman. Click on the live show. This show is live right now. Let everybody know we're talking about tonight, Al, and let them know who our guests are. Well, tonight, people, we will be interviewing the cast of Life and My Stilettos. This is a reality show um, that has been uh, getting a lot of, you know, views, and a lot of people have been talking about it now, and uh, these nice young ladies have been you know, been gracious enough to come in and allow us to do an interview with them. You know, we're going to talk about, you know, their, their adversities, the show, you know, their expectations of the show, what the show's going to look like in the future. And hopefully we can possibly see this show, which is in the Mississippi area, get on television and, you know, be broadcasted all over. So we want to give these ladies a nice hand, you know, for them, you know, Showing their life out there to the public because a lot of people are candid about their lifestyle in general. So these young ladies are actually able to present themselves in a manner in which, you know, it's, I guess you would say, it's normal. You know, it's 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 not like the love in hip-hop where it's, it's, it's scripted. You know, it's not scripted. So, um, you know, we definitely want everybody to participate tonight. If you got any questions for these ladies, dial 718-508-9972. You press number one on your phone, we'll definitely get to your questions as soon as possible. Um, so if we're ready for our guests, we can bring them in. Before we bring them in, Al, I want to present them with this right here. Thank them for coming on our show. Thank you. <laughs> Ladies, thank you very much. And we do have our guest, the cast of Life in My Stiletto reality show. They are on with the middleman. What's up? What's up, ladies? Hey. All right. How y'all right. doing? We're happy to have you here. We're good. How y'all doing? We're doing well. We're doing well. Yeah, we're excited about today. We are very excited and humbled. This is just a blessing. We count it as a blessing. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. Well, um, so you guys yeah, like to go, go around and um, introduce yourselves to uh, our listeners out there one by one? 
Okay, well, I'll go first. I'm Laquila Chan. I'm actually the founder of the Life in My Stilettos reality show, and um, I'm going to let everyone else go after me. So I'm Laquila Chan. I'll feel Laquila Chan on Facebook. And next is my sister. I'm Sheena Hill. Hi. I'm Tiffany Johnson. How you doing? All right. Hello. I'm Bianca Stevenson. Hey, y'all. And we are the cast of Life in My Stilettos reality show. We're missing one, right? What about Desiree? She said her name. Desiree, say her name again. <laughs> Hi, I'm Desiree. <laughs> oh, okay. That was so quick. Yeah, it was. <laughs> she, she just shy on y'all. She didn't want to be trying to pull back. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, can you ladies uh, first get into and, and tell us a little bit about what your show is about and to our listeners, you know, who haven't had the opportunity to, to view your show yet, I really encourage everyone to um, go out there and take a look and listen. It's on YouTube, and um, and you Definitely. guys tell us about your show. Definitely. The show, um, initially when we embarked on this journey, um, the show, is what it wanted, we wanted to get grab the whole um idea of everybody being negative for reality show. Everybody else is doing it the negative way. Everybody else doing the whole sexual thing, the the rapping, the seeking attention thing, but nobody is trying to be positive. Nobody is showing the kids that you can have a positive reality show even though negative things may happen within, but you can still have a positive image and you can be branded as women, strong women, that's a role model for the girls in their community and for their own children. And the show is based on six women. We all have six different lifestyles with six different stories, six different dreams, all on one journey to unite our city, our state, and our nation to let people know that you do not have to be negative to be, to have fans. You don't have to be negative mm-hmm. to get your word across. We all need to come together as one and try to change, you know, the, not only our community, everybody's community, and give the kids something else. If they, everybody else has done the negative way, let's do the other thing. Let's be positive. And that's what it's all about. That's wonderful. I really took a look at your show, and I really thought about how, you know, like you said, a lot of the reality shows, especially about black Southern women, are defining us as, you know, the twerkers, the, you know, confusion, the, you know, the constant drama. You know, how do you guys define, you know, the new, you know, women of the South? Um, For me... I think the whole new the newness come from you have to be one with God. Me first, you have to be one with God in order to be new, in order to be renewed. You first have to be renewed in Christ. I don't think it's something that you can just say, wake up in the morning and say, I'm gonna change myself. I'm gonna change my outlook because you know what? I cannot do anything without God. And in order to change, in order to be changed, you have to first allow God to come in. You have to surrender to him and let him change. And I think so for me, the new woman in Christ, I mean, the new woman, the the new woman of the South is a strong woman. She's a woman who knows that God is first. She's a woman who knows what she wants out of life. She's a woman that will not stop until she reach every dream, every goal, and everything that she set out to do. She is, you know, just a positive woman. And she wants, she's helping the community. She's helping the children. She's being more. We got to learn to be more as women. And that's what it's all about. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Um, A lot of times, um, I don't know if everybody, like I said, please check out these ladies' um, episode, their first episode on YouTube. Tell us a little bit about the struggle that you guys went through and the different things that you went through and, and how you came to this epiphany of, 
you know, uh, was your epiphany solely based on religion, or, or did something else happen in your life to take you from a turn of, of you know, a wayward way into something that's positive? Okay, well, this Sheena talking. <laughs> uh, the thing is, um, like when I was a little girl, you know, I was telling everyone that, you know, you can have a baby and you can talk to a guy, but at the same time, you cannot love a person that doesn't love you back. And, you know, after being abused uh, by one guy, you think you'll get abused by so many guys. And, you know, that really hurts you. It really hurts you in the end. And that makes you grow, grow even more harder and be harder on yourself and to others. But you have to walk by faith by all means. And, uh, I mean, I get teary-eyed every time, you know, I talk about it. But it's tears of joy because after being through so many things in life, you know, you can always look at look back at your past and be like, I'm never gonna go back to the way I'm not I used to be, you know. So so it's ba it's basically like you can go through things but at the same time God is with you all the way. Well, and this is Tiffany. I just feel like just because you get pregnant at a young age don't mean you have to put all your dreams on hold. It's like you can have a baby, and once you have them, you can still better your life for you and your child as you get older. Just never stop trying and always do your best and everything. And like like Quila said, I mean, we all in this together. We come from a city, a poor city at that, but we just see girls out here trying to make it in. You know, we put God first on, hope and pray for the best and everything get better. Well, this is Quila. Um I would like to ask you to rephrase the question one more time for the rest of them. Jen. Well, okay. Yeah, go ahead. And, um, she wants you to rephrase that question again, Jen. Oh, okay. Well, my question was, you know, your your epiphany. Like the moment that you realized that, you know, your life had a purpose, that your life okay. was to, you know, be in a, in a project like this to, to reflect positiveness in your community, you know, was that mm-hmm. epiphany based upon religion or or did something happen in your life like you had, you know, I, I hate to use the phrase, like uh, um, the road to Damascus moment where, you know, where you just okay. had the light was shown and you and you see the light. Okay. No, for me, actually, um, it, it wasn't based solely off religion because, even as a child coming up, I have always knew that I knew that I was different. I had always been told that I was different, that I had a purpose on my life. And, and even though I strayed away, you know, for a long, long time, and I just tried to do everything on my own and was letting the enemy use me. Even when I was in the world, you know, just out there, I was still trying to do something. But the thing of it is, everything that I touched, everything that I tried to do on my own, I was unsuccessful in because I could not do it without Christ. You see what I'm saying? I couldn't do it without him. And I was out there trying to make it happen for myself. Like, it's right. me, 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 but there's no God, God, God. You know what I'm saying? So he wasn't going to move on something that he wasn't in. And um, so it, it, that's really what it boils it boils down to. You know, it, I, we, was, we was out in the world. I was in the world. And I got called back into the world last year. I mean, back into Christ last year in August. And I just have been on the move ever since then. Everything that I touch has been prospering. God has been using me in phenomenal ways. And, it, and it, it's just amazing just to be on this journey. It's amazing. Speaking of you guys' journey, um, this is Kevin with the Middleman. I, I just want to, you know, kind of kind of dive into who you are as a person and what makes you who you are at this moment. I understand that you know you transition over to God, and I know the other ladies are working on themselves also. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, 
in the in the past, you know, I, from just watching watching the uh, the show, I noticed that a lot of you had, you know, issues with father. Mm-hmm. Was that something that basically defined you to a certain extent, or did it? I mean, what was it not? What was it like not having a father, and and did that kind of make you who you were until that point? Um, for me. It definitely played a, it was a big factor not having my dad in my life. And I actually really believe that if I had had him, that a lot of stuff that I went through, I would have, I could have possibly aborted as far as not knowing my worth. That's something you find in a father. And I think a lot of men, um, got it confused. They think that a child, a daughter, it's okay just to have a mom. But what they don't know is you lose value when you don't have a father. You know, you, you don't know, you, you don't know. What's, what's your worth because nobody has ever told you it wasn't instilled in you at a young age that you were beautiful, that you were, you know, that you can make it or whatever, that you are, are a princess, that you deserve to be treated like a queen. And when you don't have someone telling you that and when you don't have your father, you know, you feel like, wow, my dad's not here. Then I'm really, you know, I may not, I must not be worth this. My friend has her dad. He tells her she's beautiful, you know. And, it, and yeah. it, to me, a dad not being in any child, not even just a girl, the boy, you know, it, it's a big factor, and it it plays a very negative role on what they could possibly become. But for me, I yeah. utilize my dad not being there for so long. I allowed it to hurt me and deter me from what I wanted to be. But I woke up one day, and I said, you know what, to hell with it. He ain't here, he ain't here, but it's not going to stop me from being everything that I want to be. And me, uh, me growing up, this is Sheena, Growing up, I had my mom and my father, but at the same time, separation was put apart in your life as well. And my mom, my uh, father broke up or separated. You know, it kind of took a toll on me because I was like, okay, I'm David's little girl, you know. What am I going to do without my father? Okay, he didn't tell me everything, you know, I supposed to do as a woman or as a girl, you know, but when you're gone, who gonna you know, who gonna take the heat up, who gonna do this, who gonna do that, who gonna go to his father and daughter dance, who gonna do all that? And at the right. time, you know, he, he tried his best, you know, to to do as a father, but at the same time I watched my mama struggle at on some point occasions and things, but you know, as, as things went on it got better and it got better. Hmm. Did that did that change your perception on dating or you know, the what type of man that you choose because of, you know, your your issues or, or none issues with your father? Well, yeah, of course it did. Um, but I did have three older brothers. They always, you know, they had my back. And I was a baby girl, and they were telling me, well, Sheena, you don't need to date such and such, such. But to me, I was like, okay, I'm not hearing it from my dad, so it's going on one ear, not the other. But, you know, you right. can fall, but you can get back up. So yeah. I did have a look at it. Hey, this oh, is Bianca. Okay, go ahead, Bianca. Okay, and uh, unlike the rest of my cast members, um, it actually was the other way around with me. It was my dad that was in my life and not my mother. She left when I was five years old. She, Yeah, she left when I was five. You know, that does affect you a lot. It's just like you need a father. You're going to also need a mother, especially being a young woman. You know, it's it's certain things that your father can show you, but a man cannot show a, a young girl you know, how to be a how to be a, a woman or how to be a mother. Right. It's just something that they can't yeah. show you. And that really did affect me. And I guess, you know, I, that made me look for, for love in the wrong places. And you know, it's, it's hard. We also need our mothers just like we need our fathers. And that, it really affected me. It really hurt. 
when I was five, she left and went to Kentucky, told me on Christmas, actually. I was sitting down, waiting on her a little bit like yesterday. I was going to my mom the whole day, the whole day. She called me yeah. at 7 o'clock and told me she was gone. She was in Kentucky. You know, so that, that's a lot of why. And I'm Tiffany. I mean, like, at a young, I had my son at a young age. I was, I got, I was pregnant with him when I was 15. I had him when I was 16. And it's like, I used to attend beauty pageants and homecoming and everything. And it's like, when I got pregnant, it's like everybody looked at me different. Like, they expected me to do so much. But I kind of looked at it like, yeah, I'm young. But at the same time, my son is a blessing. So, it's like my older brothers and my dad, like, turned that back on me and was like, look, don't ask me for nothing no more. Don't do this. Don't do that. And, like, I really just didn't have no help. So, I just took that and it's like I ran with it. And ever since then, I've been out on my own. I moved out. I've been on my own. Like, I take care of my child by myself. I don't ask nobody for no help. Like, anything I feel like he needs, I'm able to get it. And I just, I just feel like my daddy is a big, take a big part in it because it's like once he told me, look, don't ask me for this, and I took it and I ran with it. But at the same time, it was negative, but it also made me stronger. So now I'm actually able to stand out on my own. Great, great, great. So, so with all those adversities that you guys uh, experienced growing up, were there like any particular people that um, that you guys looked up to, whether they were church members, whether they were friends, you know, peers? Um, other relatives that, you know, gave you advice, you know, to help you saying, you know, um, like like to stay sane. Because some people, you know, lose a misconception of life and then, you know, they just go off onto a different tangent. You know, they had goals and had dreams of what they wanted to be. But then some people, when those adversities came towards them, it go like their life shifted. So who did you guys turn to? Um, for me, this is Quayla. Um, I had three different ones. My pastor definitely played a big part. Um, pastor Henry Mosley, um, very big part. I think if it weren't for him, I kind of would have been just haywire still. But it, it was the prayers from him and my grandmother. My grandmother is like my soul. You know, she plays a big part. Um, and she always me like, quit, you can do it, you know. You got, got a calling on your life. Like, you can keep running, but you got a calling. And she just always, you know. She always, like, shared me. She always held me really close. Like, she always comforted me and, you know, just instilled the word in me and just encouraged me to keep on keeping on, you know, even when I was down. And my it, to my grandmother is a, was my biggest role model, so I just say that. Hmm. And me, this Sheena, um, even, though, even though my mom was struggling, she was always there. She was my number one supporter. She was the one who told me, okay, Sheena, go out and do it. Go out and get it. And I wanted to be a model. So many that, so many people, you know, looked at me and it was like, okay, Sheena, do what you got to do. Do what you got to do. But my mom, she stood by there every which way or the other. So that was my number one supporter. And this okay. is Tiffany. I have to say my number one supporter would be my mom. When you can watch a woman as a child raise six kids, I mean, seven kids, sorry, and, I mean, like, it's kind of hard. Plus, she kind of, like, took care of my stepbrothers also. I had two of them. She took them in, and they ain't hers. And, I mean, like, we actually moved out, moved to Georgia, and, I mean, kind of having problems on living. 
But when we also came back down here, she's still by herself, still alone. And, I mean, like, we do have brothers. Like, two, we had actually had two older brothers, you know what I'm saying, that actually went out and spent time in prison. And she also worried about that, you know, them being locked up. And, I mean, like, when, like it's kind of hard for us because we used to all being together, growing up in the same house. And, then like, when you take one, you take a part of right. all of us. Right. And, I mean, like, it's kind of hard, but, I mean... We make it. <laughs> and and, and let, let, I want to make something clear. Me and Tiffany, we had the same, same last night, but we are blessed because we have the same mom. So the, we love, and Tiffany, we had the same mom, so I actually, I actually agree with her on everything she said 100%, but we're going to be on mm-hmm. Okay, and my number one supporter, I would say, would have to be my grandmother because she took me in um, along with the seven kids that she had, which she didn't have to do. She raised all of us by herself, didn't get no help from anybody. Yes, that's my number one supporter. That's right. Um, Jen. Oh, uh, well, wow. I just, I mean, you guys, you guys, I mean, you are so transparent. I mean, because mm-hmm. it's so hard to be so open and just honest and share your life with people yeah. like that. I mean, that's that's amazing to me. That's I, right. I, I mean, that's a great attribute to have because, you know, in life, you know, a lot of people are guarded and, you know, they can't receive love because they push it away. They're so guarded. Um, but I want to go back to one of the statements that one of the young lady made where her dad told her, and who was the one that said her dad said, um, don't yeah. ask me for anything, you know, and you just yeah. took it from there. I mean, how did that make you feel? And, you know, is it that, is made that, is that, I'm just saying, is that the attitude that you want to have? Not necessarily attitude, but just your thought process with dealing with people or men in general from that point on, did you feel like I could do everything by myself, or do you ever feel like you can open yourself up again and share life with someone? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, now, well, actually, I was with my baby father up, like, until I actually graduated high school, and, I mean, I actually put all my trust into him, and, you know, he did help me take care of my son. I would never say that he did it, but at the same time, I always took care of my son by myself. But even when we separated, I didn't have a problem with any of that. But now in my recent relationship that I do have, I believe that is my biggest problem. The reason why we always bump heads is because I feel like I don't really need a man. Right. So that can be a cause and effect on me. But sometimes they tell me, you know what, Tiffany, you're too hard on yourself, you're too strong. But then, like my son today, for some reason, like, I tell him, like, even with his father, you don't need him as long as you got me. I'm the only thing that you need in your life. That's all That's all yeah. I need you and me, and you can stand on your own. And I might be a woman, but my my mama raised me, and I've seen her raise three boys alone. So I know I can raise my son so he can go in the right direction in life. I don't, I don't disagree with you being able to raise him. And, I mean, with the father not being there, that's his loss. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I always want you to know that, you know, one day eventually the father will come along and be like, he going to realize what he missed out. He may not realize what he missed out, but don't. Just my opinion. Just my opinion. I, I don't feel like any parent should say that a parent is not needed because a man is needed. It may not be his father. Maybe someone along that line will come in and say, I will take up that mantle. I will take up this responsibility and take care of him and you. And I do want to come in and do that, and, you know, I thank him for that, you mm-hmm. know, 
that son, a, a child that is not yours, but you actually are able to step in and say, look, I'm going to help you. You may not be mine, but I'm going to go to the father, father, son, they barbecue with him, you know, just to right. show him, you know, that it is someone there that can teach him how to be a man. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And how do you guys, you know, just, think, like, I guess, just to um, go a little bit more in, in depth in what you said, you know, everyone carries, I, I say, you know, baggage, for for the lack of better words, like into their adulthood. We all do, you know, things yeah. that happen to us in our past. Like, I know that you guys have a, you know, an organization for for young ladies. How do you be an example as a woman to transition from, you know, not caring, you know, to take some of that baggage and, and how to process it into your, your womanhood and into your adult life? Like, what kind of, like, how do you be an example to those girls how to do that? Well, actually, I'm the queen. I'm the founder of the Rising Stars, and it's just me solely um, with the organization. And uh, But what I do, I try to instill in my girls what I didn't get instilled in me, and, and, and that's the word. I definitely, I, I talk to them about self-esteem, peer pressure, bullying, you know, being fatherless, being motherless, uh, teen pregnancy, high school dropout rate, everything that I didn't get a chance to learn that I had to learn on my own, I try to make sure that I show them that they don't have to run into those things. My number one goal is to save, you know, these girls in my community to help them overcome becoming a negative statistic because you can if you got guidance. If you got knowledge, knowledge is power. People don't understand that a lot of the children are walking around without knowledge, so they're walking around powerless. So I everything that I went through, my girls know what I went through. I shared my testimony with them, and they were just crying. And, I, and, and you know, it did something to me to see them crying and to also find out that some of my girls had already been molested. You know, it bothered me that some of them was already talking about sex and boys. It bothered me, so I got into them. I got on them real hard. Because if nobody else tell them, if, if mama or dad is not telling them, Miss Quila is going to tell them. You know, I'm going to give them some right. honest truth. Because the problem is we going around lying to these kids, telling them it's going to be all right, you'll be all right, go on now, go to school, do this and that. No, they need to know it's more to it. It's more than just waking up in the morning and going to school. You need to be ready. You need to be suited and booted. You need to have the words. You need to know what you could be up against. You need to know how you can handle a situation. And you also need to have an outlet. My girls know they can call me at any time, and I'm going to come. And that's what these kids need. They need an outlet. That's true. Yeah. That is so true. I mean, we need more mentorship. Matter of fact, um, our co-host, Al, he's a mentor himself. And uh, I, I know it's a great positive effect on young people where, yeah. you know, they need to see those positive figures in their, in their life, be it, you know, from afar or close up. So I'm glad that you got. I'm glad that you're doing that. Now, um, the rest of the cast, have you guys thought about getting involved in her her uh, organization, or are you involved in her organization? Oh yes, um, this Sheena. Um, I have my daughter with her as you know in the organization, and when I do have time off work, I will go up there with her and help her and sit down to see exactly you know what they're doing, what they're learning. You know, because like I told her, she's a very inspirational with my little girl because that's all she talks about. Arthur Quilla, she is. Arthur Quilla, she is. And, you know, she's teaching them what they need to know, and I thank her for that. Mm. And this is also for Tiffany. I am not with her on what she's, what she's doing now, but me and her did 
discuss something else, me and Desiree, the, another member in the cast, we were talking about doing a, a Life of My Stiletto dance, dance team for the young teenage girls out here so you know it can give them something positive to do with their time. Right. Anybody else? Right. Y- y'all just chilling. <laughs> <laughs> I, think they, I think they're kind of nervous. <laughs> oh, no, it's all good. It's all good. we got a lot of people on the phone line that's listening right now to all of our callers. Um, if you would like to get in this conversation or you have a question for the young ladies, make sure that you are respectful. We will hang up on you. <laughs> what the number is, uh, 718 Now let's get into the um, I know, I know um, you do have your book And I noticed that it's over on Amazon um, How's that doing for you over there? Um, My book came out in February And um, at first it took off it, it was doing pretty good I sold over 100 copies in February But oh, I think great. the thing that it is I think what it is is the fact that You know your community they don't they don't pour into, you know, their own people. They're willing to bring somebody from out of town or bring somebody from somewhere else, and they'll pour into them, they'll sow into them instead of bringing up their own people. I think that's one of the biggest problems Columbus, is the fact that we have a lack of support within our own community. We already count them out before they can even be counted in. And um, But my book, you know, regardless, you know, if I sell a million, if I only sell two copies, if I reach somebody, I reach somebody, and that's my number one goal. I'm not looking at the sales. Yes, the money would be great, but as long as I'm touching somebody, I know that I've touched over 100 people, and I have had people hit me up like, Quila, you are such inspiration. Your book touched me. I'm crying reading your book right now. You know, you just helped me. I went through that. I can relate to you. That's mm-hmm. good enough for me. And you really touched on to your life. True believer of that glory Glory is not salt, it comes to you. And I think that when you continue to do positive things like you're doing in your organization, in your book, I I think it'll come. And you don't have to focus on the people uh, in your community because, you know, your work is a reflection of you. And and they'll see that. And then, you know, they'll they'll regret that. And I think you should just continue to do what you're doing. And, and, you know, sorry for them if if they didn't get on the front end of it. You know, Definitely. that's that's what I I truly believe. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Definitely. Definitely. Well, um, ladies, we're going to take a quick uh, break right here, and uh, once okay. we come back from this break, we will pick up this conversation with you guys right here. And I got some juicy questions. I know you do. Okay. <laughs> right. Always. 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 Most definitely. But um, for all those that's listening right now, I know you guys know and aware that we do have the Tuesday morning takeover, which is a R&B-based show. It's independent R&B. So, I mean, we want you guys to tune in with us on Tuesday, the At Work Network, from 10 o'clock Eastern to 12 o'clock p.m. That's Eastern also. So that is uh, 9 to 11. That's Central. So make sure you tune in with our man, Nick Eating. He's playing the best of the best of the R&B. And uh, right now we're going to play one of the records on that. We don't have any cursing on this show, so y'all ain't got Y'all keep listening. So uh, <laughs> this right here is Eric Dawkins, and this record is called Love Don't Play Fair. This is one of the type records that you would hear on that show Tuesday morning takeover. You are listening to the middleman. We got our guest on here, Life in the Stiletto Reality Showcast. Ladies, make a little noise. Woo! <laughs> 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 
woke up today planning on feeling how I feel. Had that dream where you wake up hoping it was real. Guess that's what happens when you let down your guard. You gotta know what you're getting yourself into. I had no clue. So I'm calling your time now. I really need to catch my breath. I gotta use it wisely Cause I only got one left Somebody should have told me That it's impossible to win Win a game that'll make up rule Now it's too late cause I'm Talk with love, we made a deal, thought that we were cool. Soon as I turned my back, everything changed. Now I'm looking like a fool. Should've known better, I should've followed my first mind. It's a lesson that I had to learn. It won't be that way next time. Oh, cause I really need to catch my breath. Yeah. 
We're now back live with the Middleman Radio, and that was Eric Dawkins' Love Don't Play Fair. High track, man. Most definitely, man. Yeah, we want to make sure you hear that again. Make sure you tune in with us on Tuesday. That is the Tuesday morning takeover. It's safe to listen to while you're at work. And, uh, oh, yeah. you know, about a two-hour show with our man, Nick E. Make sure y'all check that out. Most definitely. And if you're just not tuning in to the Middleman Radio, we have been interviewing the cast from Life in My Stilettos, the reality show. And uh, these young ladies have been very, very open with us about their life and their adversities and what they've been through and how they've overcome some of their adversities, some of the things which they're going through now. And uh, we definitely appreciate these young ladies for being on the show today. We're going to move into the second half of the show. And uh, our lovely co-host, Jennifer, has some interesting questions she wants to start off with. (laughs) <laughs> well, first I, I want a little research. First I want to know, when is episode two coming, guys? Oh, snap. When are we uh, expecting, you know, the next episode? That was on me, y'all. That's on me. Kevin sucks on the board today. Uh-oh. I think we just lost their line. Uh, yeah. We just lost yeah. the line on yeah, them. We'll them we're going to get them right okay. back. As soon as they get back in, we're going to go right into that question. But um, some of the things that we've noticed that, you know, I mean, it's some of the things that we've talked about on our shows previously where uh, we were, you know, discussing relationship between fathers and daughters and fathers and mothers. I mean, sons and mothers. But, I mean, these girls are very strong, and I mean to go through the things like you said, Al, that they went through the adversity yep. to take it out. That's a great thing. Now we do have them back, ladies. You live with us? Go ahead. I'm <laughs> <My> sorry. <laughs> no, it's all good. Um, but uh, yeah, we're working on episode two. Uh, well, we're actually, what you guys seen was a sneak peek of episode one because the show is actually 30 minutes long. Okay. So okay. We're, we're working on we're getting ready to release that. Um. I don't want to put a time frame on it, but just know within the next two weeks, you guys will be getting a full episode of the Life of My Flat Up reality show. It'll be the first full episode going to drop. So just, okay. just stay tuned. All right. So a lot of our listeners are, are very creative people. Um, they're artists. They're, they're musicians. Uh, they're authors. They're, you know, people who are interested in film and television. Could you tell us, like, how did you, like, get into that? Like, how did you get into, like, producing your own video writing your book, you know, that's that's a big feat. A lot of people, you know, manifest the idea but never see it come into creation. So how did you get to that point? Um, for me, um, it was a vision early on. And, and, and in my family, we have a lot of music, you know, a lot of talented people that can do a lot of, you know, a lot of paid recording, graphic design, just everything. And I just so happen to have, like, the number one cousin, um, James Thomas, He's Murphy Mandana on Facebook. He's also a rapper. He, he shoot his own videos. He shoot everything, you know, all his recording. So I hit him up, and I'm like, I told him about it. I said, James, I think I think it's time for me to start a reality show. Do you think you can shoot it? And his words was, if you want me to, I can. And I said, okay, let's try it. Let's, <laughs> let's just throw it out there and see what, how it goes. He came in. He did an excellent job. You know, he is working on his own you know, with us, and he still have a job, you know, so we still kind of try to go around each other's schedules. So everybody's kind of working, and then we got to try to find the time to shoot. But James Thomas, Mercy Mandela, that's his name, his rap name and Facebook name. He's um, doing all the producing, of course, recording. Um, 
we were looking to kind of find the, the branch out, you know, to get some more help and to get a lot of more, you know, people hands-on with the show. But, you know, when the time comes, God, I guess God opened those doors for us to be able to move forward with, it, you know, getting ex- expanding. Most definitely. It's, it's, always, it's always good to see, you know, because a lot of people talk about their dreams, and it's always an inspiration when people go out there and get it. And I think that, you know, fear people have a great fear, you know, because they do have jobs and they do have this and that and, and they don't ever just say, I'm going to do my dream. And so to always see someone who, you know, is not afraid to do that is, you know, a total inspiration. Um, so I was looking at you guys' this video and one thing that you didn't say, one of, one of the ladies mentioned it briefly. Um, we talk about this a lot on this show is dating, especially being a single mom, especially being a black woman. So tell me how, how are you guys' Dating life. How how is dating going, everybody? Well, I'm cool. I'm gonna save myself for last. I think I'll be the best. I'm gonna let everybody else go first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm teasing it. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm teasing it, and right now, um, I was in a relationship, but it's like, um, we just decided the best thing for right now is just to be friends and started working on things. I think it's better as friendship. So, you know, we can build our trust so we won't have trust issues because in my relationship, trust is always one of the biggest issues. But um, right now we're still talking and, you know, we're still under the same roof, but we get along right now. Hopefully, you know, it'll be a relationship soon, <laughs> a good one. <laughs> Hi, this is Desiree. I know I haven't said much, but me personally, I'm a single mom. I've been single for the last... Five years, maybe. I just feel like the last relationship I was in was with my baby father, and he hurt me so bad to the point I just feel like I can't give my trust to another guy. So that's why I just been single, and I'm not looking. I'm just waiting for him to find me. Okay. And I'm Sheena. Um, I'm basically been single for going on five months, and right now I'm just. I'm just being Sheena. You know, I, I love the single life, but at the same time, I'm out, I'm not out looking. This time, I'm going to pick that the person that's going to be my husband that's going to be there when I need him to be there, and, you know, it's going to be 50 50 on things. But right now, I'm okay. <laughs> Hi, this is Bianca. Um, I'm single as well. I'm really not looking forward to a relationship right now. I'm trying to work on myself. There's a lot of things that I'm trying to do, and I feel like being in a relationship, that's not going to do anything but hold me back. Plus, I'm young, so I have my whole life ahead of me. I have plenty of time to be in a relationship. <laughs> well, okay. I'm cooler. <laughs> that's for last, now. Let's make it good. Yeah. Now, as for me, I have been single uh, going on four years. Um, I'm definitely not looking, definitely not looking. I have been, as like Bianca said, I've been working on myself. And I, I won't say that I've been working on myself. I've been allowing God to work on me because one thing about me, I know that I'm wife material and I will not settle for anything else. I'm not going to allow no man to come and lay up on me to live up in my house, you know, and let my keep my daughter see me, you know, letting a man stay in my house and we're not married. Marriage is very big to me, and I believe in marriage, and I know that I deserve, you know, to have a husband because I'm a great woman and I deserve a great man and I do consider myself to be a trophy wife. I definitely do. And um 
you know, I've been single and I definitely have had a lot of bad, you know, I won't say a lot of bad. I have a couple, two bad relationships with my kids' father. So they just kind of put me on edge as far as dating. And I, I won't even say that I don't even have trust. And I won't say that I don't think there's hope for me. I know that there's hope for me. But my thing of it is, I'm, right now, I'm just trying to work on Quila. I'm trying to build my dreams. So when I do get married... Mary, there won't be any baggage from my past. I want my husband to look at me and be like, you know, be honest to say it's my wife. I don't want to bring no burden from my past into my marriage because I think that's the problem that people have. People, you know, so desperately want to get married, but they don't think about everything that they bring into your marriage. You have to be right mm-hmm. for yourself, and you have to know right. what you want for yourself because how can you have a healthy marriage when you're dragging everything that you went through, everything that, you know, hindered you, that hurt you, all the past relationships, inside right. your marriage. You're going to have to first let go, forgive everything, everybody that hurts you, and then you wait on God because that's the number one thing. I'm not looking for him. He's going to find me, and when he finds me, he's going to find me. And I, I, I said that if y'all, I want you guys to really go back and, you know, listen to our show. You know, all the, a lot of times I'm the only estrogen on this show. I'm surrounded by these guys, and, you know, you I try go. to tell them that, yeah, it's true that you know I, I'm a like I want a ten. So if I want a ten, I have to be a ten too. You know right. I can't be a five and I expect a ten. You know that's just not going to happen. And you know thank you for reiterating that to Kevin oh, and Al. Oh, and like I don't know if you guys caught the very beginning of the show, but I'll try to explain to Kevin and Al. And like I know the show is called Life in My Stilettos, right? So, right. you know, they were questioning me about the importance of shoes and purses and fashion to women. And all of y'all I see are, are you know, fashionistas. So please give it to the fellas. Why ladies need more than, as in our words, a black and a brown pocketbook <laughs> and, and one pair of shoes. There you go. I didn't say one pair of shoes now. Oh. I just say it like, okay. like some of the females I dated in the past, they have like 50 purses. Like, how are you going to let me take this one? Because I have no tennis shoes. <laughs> I'm a stiletto type person. And when I say I have every color to match whatever, Monday through Sunday, you have to have on your stilettos because me personally, you got to walk high. You can't have your head looking down because, you know, you never know what a person has been through. I smile, I do this, I do that, but at the same time, you got to be matching from head to toe because you never know who you're going to run into. I don't care if I have my Michael Kors uh, purse, but I'm going to have my Michael Kors shades on, I'm going to have my Michael Kors earrings and my shoes on. So you have to dress to a T at all times, especially with your stilettos. Let me touch bases. Um, the whole like my slender thing lunch from the book because my thing of it is if people say you can't walk a mile in my shoes, but I'm a woman and I wear stilettos. You can't walk a mile in my stilettos. And you'll hear a lot of people say, oh, don't your feet hurt? <laughs> Baby, those shoes are oh, high, don't they hurt? But one thing, it's like a strong woman. Uh, a woman who knows what she wants to walk, stand up all day in some heels and walk around yeah. and ask if her feet do not hurt. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> we, 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 okay, we going to concede that one right there, Jen. You got that one today. <laughs> Only today. Right. Today. Just wait till next week. Right. But uh, before we get out of here, ladies, we're winding down on time. Quill, okay. I want you to let everybody know a little bit more about your organization and how they can get in contact if they want to donate or help. 
and also about your book. Make sure you you know plug your book. Let them know how they can go about getting the book. Make sure that you get all my people out there. Make sure you get like three or four copies. Make sure you get three or four copies. Could you get five? Just get five, not three or four. Yeah, even number. Odd number. Odd number. Five. Right. Okay. Um. Uh, my organization is called the Rising Stars All Girl Youth Ministry. We're also on Facebook. Um, if anybody would like to donate, or uh, anybody would like to come out and speak with the girls, or whatever it is that you would like to do, God put on your heart to do, you can call me. Uh, you can contact me directly at six six two six four eight nine four four three, or you can email me at l s h i n n. L-I-B-R-A at Yahoo.com. That's L-T. One more time, a little bit slower. One more time, a little bit slower. That's L-S-H-I-N-N-L-I-B-R-A at Yahoo.com. All right. And that's my direct email. And for my, as far as my book, you can um, get a copy on my book of my book from Amazon.com. You actually can go to Google and just type in Life in My Stiletto, and the book is going to pop up. And you can go on this um to the slide and buy the book. It's actually thirteen forty nine now. You know, it's two combos at McDonald's. I mean, you know, <laughs> if you could be a listen, I would definitely appreciate it. Um, Life of My Stilettos book is a great book. Great book. And as far as the show, you can also reach us, um, you know, from the Life of My Stilettos fan page. You can hit us up or you can contact me directly at the number six six two six four eight nine four four three. And on Facebook, um, Sheena Hill is Sheena Hill on Facebook. Uh, John Day Smith, that's Desiree. And Lady Lola, Triple Bless Johnson, that's Tiffany. And Bianca Stevenson is Bianca. And I am author Laquila Sheen on Facebook. Thank you guys. Oh, just definitely. go out and follow us and support us. And also, um, we just started our Twitter page at LNMS underscore Reality One. Everybody, please go follow us at LN. MS underscore reality one on Twitter. All right, y'all, let's give it up for the ladies of Michael Martin. And we really appreciate you guys. I'm telling you, we really appreciate you guys coming on here this Sunday with us. We want to let you know that you can download this show and share it with your friends. Uh, it's available on iTunes. Uh, you can also just download it directly from our Blog Talk radio site. For anybody out there that would like to re-listen to it again, if you're just tuning in, because I know we always get people with the CP time. Y'all know better. Y'all know better. Okay, Kevin, <laughs> how many yeah. minutes we have? Like three? Uh, Yeah. Is it okay if we say a short prayer? Please do. Yeah, go ahead. All right. All of our listeners and everybody, by your head and close your eyes and feel the presence. Lord, we just thank you right now, Father. For the union, Father, we thank you for everything that you're doing for us, every opportunity that you are opening right now for us, Father, every door, every note that you are turning to, every note that you are turning to, yes, Father, we just thank you right now in advance, Father, for the shifting of life of my stilettos reality show. We thank you for the middleman talk show, everybody, Father, that has had their hands, Father, on this union today, Father. Everyone that listen, Father, we ask that you bless through the airways right now, Father, that you move right now through the airways, Father. We just ask that you touch each and every one of us, that you give us our implanted us a seed, Father, so mother and birth after your word, Father, continue to use us for your glory and the glory of kingdom. We are nothing Unite us as one in you, Father. Unite us as one in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 And uh, once again, we appreciate you for myself, Jen, Allen, and our other co-hosts who didn't show up today to work, Nikki. We really appreciate y'all 
thank you very much. We wish you guys much success. We're looking forward Mm -hmm. to seeing the second segment of the show. Uh, We're looking forward to many other shows. So make sure that, you know, y'all keep checking us out. We're going to keep checking y'all out. We're looking for good things from y'all, and y'all keep, you know, keep pushing. Don't stop. Those relationships, you know, hey, take a positive thought process, speak positivity into your life. Let it flourish. Let it happen. Thank you, ladies, once again. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you. Um, To my co-host, y'all have anything y'all need to say before we go ahead and close this out? No, tune in next week. We're going to have a good one also next week. I'm excited about it. And look out for the Obamacare episode. I'm really excited about doing that show. And uh, for Tuesday morning takeover, that once again is 10 a.m. Eastern. That's 9 a.m. Now, that's, yeah. Time is all messed up. Yeah, 9 a.m. Uh, <laughs> 9 a.m. Yeah, man, it's one of them one of them evenings, man. And uh, for Thursday, Talk of the Town, make sure you tune in to me and Alan on Talk of the Town. It's going down. And next Sunday, we will be back here on the Middleman Talk Show, back in your ear again. We all appreciate right. you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. The middleman shouted, beat Chris shouted. Yeah. Now I ain't sure what you was tuning in to. We'll pay attention to the real talk. What we here for? So take a listen time out. Take a minute. Shout in and learn some. Put your mind to grind the world. You destined to earn some. Linda, yeah. Comment on what you hear. Let's figure out the master plan to put this thing in gear. Don't matter if you hood or you corporate. Don't get you got a real to do way better than you were doing. Well, then you fortunate. Take a stand. Stop complaining about what you ain't got. Hey, on the next man, he was down the wreck shop. Every Sunday, tune in, go live, 6 p.m., blogtalkradio.com, the middle me. Hey, what's happening, the middle me? Hey, what's happening, the middle me? Hey, what's happening, blogtalkradio.com, the middle me. I know one thing, Al, you mess with my notes one more time, we're gonna have a problem. Look, man. Look, man. I'm just saying, you throwing me all off my game. You coming in here with your mic muted. Man. I think y'all did that on purpose just to throw me off. that purpose. Oh. Man. Your name I mean, is like, in, in, in any other time, my mic would not be off. Man, Damn, your name is not off. Nick Eden. Look, man. <laughs> hey, man, make sure y'all doing it again. I'm out of here. I'm finna oh, get yeah. on the heat. Yeah, I'm you know what? Popeyes in my town has been closed all summer. Uh, about to go to Popeyes. Whatever. It's opening today. Boo. Appreciate. We out. Bye.